Hello and welcome to this new series of the Resonate podcast. It has taken us a while to pull these episodes together, but we are really excited about them and we hope that you will enjoy them. In this series, we have a spotlight on refugees and asylum seekers. This was long planned, but has again been brought into sharp focus by the ongoing fighting in Ukraine and the impact of it on the people who live and lived there. Sadly, this war only adds to global conflicts and the pressures which have caused many to flee their homes and often undertake challenging, dangerous journeys, especially since the early 20-teens. By the end of 2020, the UNHCR estimates that in total there are over 80 million people who have been forcibly displaced, of which over 25 million are refugees and around half this number are under 18. This feels like an important subject to be thinking about now. In this series, we'll hear from people with lived experience of being refugees and asylum seekers, as well from different organisations who support refugees and asylum seekers and who campaign and advocate for them. There will also be various suggestions of ways that you can get involved if you are interested. In this particular episode, we welcome Sarah Cooper from Bristol City of Sanctuary to hear about the organisation, what it's doing right now in Bristol to advocate for refugees and asylum seekers. My name is Sarah Cooper. I joined as manager of Bristol City Sanctuary last November. I've lived in Bristol for about 10 years uh, this time round and held a variety of previous roles. But broadly, I've got a, a background in the voluntary sector. A highlight of my time prior to this some time ago now was working for the British Red Cross. And I'm just really delighted to have started this role with Bristol City Sanctuary uh, because supporting people to make you know make the most of their lives and have, have the best possible life is, is so um, dear to my heart and I can't think of a more extreme case of people needing to reinvent themselves uh, than people seeking sanctuary. So Bristol City Sanctuary is one of a network of towns and cities across the UK who have formally become cities of sanctuary. And we're all part of this wider movement, but we're independent organisations. And we focus broadly on the same thing to provide, to ensure that our, our places are welcoming and inclusive uh, and show solidarity with and celebrate the contributions of people who are fleeing you know, war, violence and persecution. But how we do that might differ. Uh, so some organisations are service delivery and others aren't. At Bristol, we, we don't work directly with people seeking sanctuary because there are so many wonderful sector organisations that do that in many different capacities. But what we do do is three things. Firstly, we try to foster understanding of the challenges that people who are fleeing face and when, when they're here and embedded, the contributions that they're making. And we do that through sharing stories, through holding community events uh, where People in Bristol can hear people with lived experience talk um, about, about what they've been through. Secondly, we challenge policy and practice locally or nationally. So at the moment, we're doing a lot around the Nationality and Borders Bill, which is currently at House of Lords stage. And that is a bill that penalises people who are forced to come to the UK through irregular routes, as many, many are forced to do, because there's very, very limited formal routes uh, that people can access. So we have an open statement about that actually on our website that we encourage people to look at and if they feel that that's something that they support to sign up to. 
And then the third thing that we do is we work with organisations, uh, different types of organisations, to help them learn about seeking sanctuary and embed um, practices of welcome and then to share what they've done. So we're working a lot with schools and colleges. City of Bristol College, for example, have just become a, a college of sanctuary. And we also work, uh, or wanting to do more work actually, with faith groups and with businesses and all different types of organisation following those same principles of learning, embedding and sharing. When you say you're interested in working with faith groups, what kinds of things are you interested in, in, in doing? What kinds of things can faith groups get involved with? Okay, so what we'd love with faith groups is to replicate the success that we've had with schools and colleges of sanctuary. And the reason that's been so successful is we have the input from schools themselves uh, in terms of how we roll out that programme. So we're looking for faith groups that might be particularly keen to help us define how we engage uh, with groups across Bristol. So it's a really great opportunity, I suppose, to get in on the ground and work with us in shaping that. But it would be adopting the well-established City of Sanctuary process of um, learning in your groups about the issues that people face and then embedding that, that positive practice and then, then sharing what you do. Thank you. That sounds really interesting. I guess I'm interested, coming into this role, are there things that have surprised you or challenged you? That's such a great question. It is an enormous learning curve. It shouldn't surprise me, and I suppose it doesn't, but I have been really struck by the passion that people working in the sector have for it, the hours that people work beyond their paid hours if they're, if they're staff, uh, or the enormous number of hours that you know, some of our volunteers put in, writing to MPs, writing to House of Lords, uh, reaching out to different organisations to tell them about what we do. So people really do pour their all into it. And that's that's just so wonderful to see. Well, you've talked about big campaigns, big events, um, and I know there's something particularly that's coming up soon for you. Do you want to talk a little bit about what are you working on at the moment? What's coming up soon? Thank you, yes. And, and this is a way, actually, that faith groups can get involved or anyone can get involved. We have an event coming up on Monday, the 21st of March, and it's called Show Your Heart. So it's about showing solidarity with refugees, uh, with people seeking sanctuary. And it's part, again, of a national series of events all happening on the same day. And what we are doing is Bristol Ferry Boats have really kindly agreed to lead a flotilla of boats around the harbour side, starting at the Arnold Feeney, going up to the Cumberland Basin and then back again. What about a 30, 40 minute tour? And we'll have people with lived experience of seeking sanctuary on those boats, displaying really, really large orange hearts. And we want people to come out and cheer that flotilla as it goes past. And then as those boats dock and people disembark, uh, be part of a procession going up to um, our Tree of Sanctuary on College Green, where we're going to have lots of speeches from people, again, with lived experience, really sharing their stories, uh, but also community leaders talking about their commitment to welcome and inclusion and we'll be hanging some orange hearts on the tree of sanctuary as well. So that's our first big event since, since I started. We've done lots of big events previously. And 
yeah, we just want to get the word out and, and for as many people as possible to come along. Great. And is there more details about that on your website? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. On our website under events, you can find more information about that. And if you've got any questions, just email bristol at bristol.cityofsanctuary.org. If you have a boat, actually, we're keen to have more boats. So I know it's an early start, nine o'clock on a Monday morning. We want to keep a bit of a track on how many boats might be involved. So please definitely do contact us if you do have a boat and you'd like to take part. But if you just want to come along, then turn up and you know bring your friends. Brilliant. So if you're a boat person with a free Monday, um, you heard it here first, get, get involved. You talked about these aims um, and that maybe just feeds into thinking about what is the, the climate like for people who are refugees, for people who are asylum seekers at the moment? And you've talked about wanting to create this event and have this kind of understanding and more widespread knowledge. But what is, what is the climate like at the moment? What is this all feeding into? Well, it's, it's really tough, isn't it? And um, on the one hand, we've seen people in Bristol, you know, real outpourings of wanting to help. Um, and, and helping and volunteering and donating goods and, and raising money. So I think there's that sense of support, I hope, for people who are in these difficult situations. But the reality is that the policy environment makes it very, very hard for them in practical terms. So when you're in the asylum process, you, you can't work, or at least you, you can't for some time. If the process has been going on more than a year, then you can apply for roles in you know, very limited jobs that are on shortage occupation list. But you have very limited financial means. You will almost certainly still be you know, experiencing trauma from what's caused you to flee in the first place. You might be struggling with learning the language. And you know, there's just so many barriers to overcome. And unfortunately, this new bill seems to be directed towards making it actually harder for people and and sort of discouraging people from from coming in the first place. And and then when they are here, just making it it much harder for them to to thrive. You've kind of talked about your process and how you work, but thinking about what what is it you're kind of wanting to see? What are your aims, your outcomes in three years time and five years time? what, What are you hoping that life looks like for asylum seekers in Bristol or what are you hoping the landscape looks like what are you hoping that your organization will have achieved well I'd be hoping that Bristol City of Sanctuary would be one of the organizations obviously we're just a small local charity but we would be one of the many up and down the country uh, who have helped to bring about safe and legal routes uh, so that more people are able to come you know they're not having to make desperate crossings across the channel or or by land that just put them in danger, but that they're able to to access these safe and legal routes and come over in a managed fashion and then be supported here to uh, access education, to learn the language, to to get employment and to make the contributions to society that that they want to make. And in terms of Bristol, uh, I think... We'd love to see, to build on the enormous amount of positive feeling that is already in Bristol, but to really embed that uh, sense of welcome and that practice of inclusion in organisations across all sectors. So for every school and college, 
to be a school or college of sanctuary, for every business to have thought about how they interact with refugees and people seeking asylum and what can they do to mentor or offer work experience placements or adapt their recruitment processes so that they are proactively reaching out to people with refugee status and helping bring them on board because you know many there's a wide skill set to draw on so so it's about stitching welcome into the fabric of Bristol but what can people and what can communities who are interested do to help? You've kind of alluded to this idea that there is there is interest, intent and kind of people out there who are wanting to be involved. And you just mentioned a couple of things people or organisations might do. If people individually, if people as organisations, if people as communities want to get involved, what are the different things that they could do practically? So that's a really great question. First of all, do sign up to our newsletter so that you can keep up to date with what we're doing. But there are so many things you can do in your your private lives. And we've got a list of ideas on our website, uh, a long list, and it's it's not exhaustive. It could be as simple as if you hear someone saying something uh, about refugees and asylum seekers that you know isn't true. You know, do challenge that myth, um, that stereotype. You could, I think I alluded to this earlier, offer, offer placements uh, in your organisation for people. You could fundraise for any of the you know, many sector organisations in Bristol that, that work in this space. Uh, and we've got a list of them actually also on our website and lots of blog posts from them. So you can get a flavour of the, the different things the organisations do. Or please do fundraise for us. Um, if you want to be part of a subgroup, uh, so... Um, I talked about stitching welcome and inclusion into schools and colleges or businesses or faith groups. Um, we're always looking for expertise. So, you know, get in touch with us if you'd like to help us um, shape our direction uh, in that area. Many of the organisations that we work with are looking for volunteers. We're also looking for volunteers ourselves to help spread what we do on social media, to help connect with organisations, to you know, introduce Uh, to them what it is that we do so uh, if you've got any time to spare we're always very grateful for volunteers and you know just make friends with people and yeah there's there's many other many other ways listed on our website you were saying that you're part of a bit of a network of organizations around the country city of sanctuary organizations and then separately that there are lots of different people within bristol as well so if if our listeners are in bristol there's yourselves but other people that they can get involved with um, and I think then if people are outside of Bristol they can look up where is the kind of local city of sanctuary and how can they get involved there finally how do you you work with other people um, mm. within Bristol how is how is this work collaborative that's a great question because this space is is changing actually and there's a new organization called Brass which uh, stands for Bristol Refugee and Asylum Seeker Partnership. And we're a member of that collective, along with 15 other organisations. And they've just successfully fundraised in order to appoint three really important posts. And what those posts will be doing between them is raising the voice of people with lived experience so that that really helps shape service delivery and influence decision-making. So the people who've been through this are always at a decision-making table. But it will also coordinate the services so that there isn't overlap. Um, I mean, already, actually, this has been very ably done in the sector. But this 
this network will will help that even more. Another way that we are working with the sector organisations is through something called the Transport Fund. So we've got an agreement with First Bus that they will match fund donations and basically provide half price bus tickets for people seeking sanctuary who need to get to legal appointments or or actually to get across the city, perhaps to volunteer. Or very importantly, they often need to go and sign on at Patchway, which is some way out from where many people live. So this transport fund, we can give bus tickets to many of the sector organisations to then, because they're best placed to know, you know, who needs them. So that's a really successful initiative that's been going on for a few years. And we're looking to expand that actually at the moment. Thank you. Well, I know you've got your big event coming up, but beyond that, what, what is next? What is March, April, May? What kind of the things that are on the horizon for you and for your organisation? Well, we'd like to work closely with Bristol Refugee Festival, you know, in their activity, which I know they're planning at the moment for June. Uh, so I haven't got any formal plans for that yet, but very much looking ahead to that now. We want to have work towards an annual celebration of any organisation that has been awarded sanctuary status through, through learning, embedding and sharing. That might be autumn or that we might push that into next year what we're doing at the moment is celebrating and awarding people as, as we go along but I think it makes much more sense to to work towards a really big event where we can get everyone together a key priority actually is to figure out what this business or employer group looks like so as I said we've got the established schools and colleges network we've done a little bit with faith groups and but we want to do a lot now with businesses And this is something actually that the City of Sanctuary UK haven't fully formed themselves yet. So we're we're definitely wanting to reach out to key businesses in the city region to help us uh, understand what this might look like and what are some of the practical difficulties perhaps in offering mentoring or placements uh, or jobs so that we can tease those out and create a process that actually works for businesses. Just to say again that yeah, as a small charity, we are really flexible uh, and nimble, I hope, and that if people have ideas for what they think we should be doing, uh, because it's, you know, we're all part of the city of Bristol. We don't own this just in, you know, our small charity office. <laughs> Bristol is a city of sanctuary for everyone. We're really receptive to those ideas and we'd really love you to get in touch. Uh, and help us carry our work forward. Great. Well, thank you so much, um, Sarah, for explaining all that. And I think really exciting outlining all the different things that are upcoming for your organisation, but all the different ways that people who are engaged can find out more, but also get involved as well. And there's so many things you've talked us through. So thank you so much. And thank you for your your time this evening. Thank you. This podcast was produced and presented by me, Emily McGrath, with thanks to Sarah Cooper and Bristol City of Sanctuary. It was brought to you by the Resonate Bristol team in association with St Stephen's and Holy Trinity Hotwells Churches. The music was created by Scott Holmes, accessed through the free music archive. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Resonate Bristol. Join us again next time.